Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Proverbs 11 and 27, it gives us a lesson and some truth about seeking God. And I believe young people need to know truth concerning seeking the Lord if they're going to stay connected to the body of Christ. So let's notice, if you will, Proverbs 11 and 27. And when we read God's word, we want to read it with some excitement. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to get you to help me. Proverbs 11:27, New King James Version. He who earnestly seeks good finds favor. Boy, that's that's a good verse. But trouble will come to him who seeks evil. Let's try OCC and MSW. Ready? From the top. He who seeks, what do they find? But what? will come to him who what? So a person can choose to seek good or a person can choose to seek evil. A child can seek good or evil. A parent, an adult, college student, what have you, can seek, help me out. Good or or evil. And so based upon this verse and what I've said thus far, my topic tonight, two things young people can seek. Two things young people can seek. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for the text and the topic. And let's clap it up for our bishop and first lady in their absence. As a young person, a child, teenager, young adult, even an adult, it is important for us to have the understanding that the God that we serve is all-powerful. The God that we serve is all-powerful. Powerful. The Bible says, I believe it's in Matthew 28, around the 17th and 18th verse, that all authority in heaven and in earth has been given to Jesus. There's nothing that goes down here on earth that the Lord doesn't know about. He not only knows about things that goes on on earth, he can do anything about it. In fact, there was a woman in the Old Testament by the name of Sarah. At the age of 90, she heard the Lord tell Abraham that they were going to have a child. When she heard him say it, she laughed. And the Lord checked her and said, Sarah, Is there anything too hard 
for me to do. Letting her know that he can do anything, say fail. Yeah, you 90, your husband 100, but I can still give you a baby boy. Is there anybody in here that want that testimony when you get 90 and 100? No. But we learned that he can do anything. We just going to take God's word that he can do it. Am I right about it? Luke recorded that with men, there are certain things that are just impossible. But with God, all things are possible, especially to those whom believe. I don't know what you're going through in your family. I don't know what you're going through in your personal life. But you need to have the understanding that God is in control and he got all power. Ain't nothing going to happen unless God allows it to happen. And if he allows bad to happen in your life, it's for your learning. It's so you can learn that you serve a God that can turn things around. It's so you can learn that God can heal. It's so you can learn that when you get to rock bottom, he can cause you to go from the bottom to the top. Because the Bible says he'll cause us to live above only and never beneath. Look at somebody and help me teach it and say, our God is all powerful. Even though our God is all powerful, he gives us choice. He made us free moral agents, meaning we can make choices on our own. Yeah, God can do anything, but he will leave the choice up to us. Even when it comes to young people, we have a choice. We can serve God or we cannot serve God. That's what Joshua told his household and Israel. He said, look, as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. What y'all need to do is you need to choose for yourself this day whom you're going to, to serve. In other words, he's saying, look, it's your choice. Tell somebody God always gives us a choice. Yeah, he always gives us a choice. Eve had a choice. She didn't have to eat from the tree. It wasn't all on the devil. It was her. It was her choice. And likewise, we as as people of God, no matter what we're going through, we have a choice on how we can think. We have a choice on how we can talk about what we're going through. And we have a choice on what we can do. Yeah, we have a choice. Folk have made me mad. I had this man say something to me a week or so ago. He he said something, you know, real slick. But I had a choice. Even though it made me mad, I chose not to say something back to him. And and, and how many know there are just some people, they can say certain things, and, and you may want to say something back that ain't too Christian-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a a choice. Folk be talking about the devil is busy. Yeah, he going to and fro, but he ain't doing everything. We have a a choice. You have a choice if you want to stay poor or not. You have a choice if you want to prosper or not. God gives us all a choice. 
And that's what our text is dealing with here in Proverbs 11 and 27. Solomon, the author of this verse, was a very wise man. The Bible talks about how he had so much wisdom that there was not another king that was as wise as him in Scripture. Outside of the King Jesus, Solomon was one of the wisest men in Scripture. But here he reveals some wisdom that we need to take heed to tonight. He reveals that there's two things that we can choose to seek on a daily basis. Two things. And I want you to notice in the text the two things. He says we can seek evil or we can seek that which is good. Now before I deal with the differences between the two, it's very important that every child, teenager, and adult understand what it means to seek. There are a number of definitions, but I want to simplify what the Holy Spirit has given me as it relates to the text and give us two simple definitions for seek. Y'all still with me? To seek has to do with what a person pursues and what a person chooses to practice. What you pursue is what you're seeking after. Jesus said, wherever a person's heart is, that's where their treasure is. Wherever a person is pursuing in life, that's what they're seeking. And how a person or a young person lives their life, what they practice, is proof of what they are seeking. When I'm seeking something, it has to do, again, with what I'm pursuing and what I practice. See, if a person tells me that they love the Lord, but when it's time to come to church, they choose to stay at home, then they're letting me know that they are not serious about what they're saying. Jesus said, you can say a whole bunch of things with your mouth. You can tell me you love me. You can tell me you're coming or pursuing me, but I'm looking at your heart or what you're practicing. And see, young folk, sometimes we're guilty of doing a whole bunch of talk. But talk don't cut it with the Lord when it comes to seeking. We have to put our heart and our mouth on the same, on the same page. If I'm really serious about seeking an A in a class, I'm going to be studying. If I'm serious about having money, I'm going to pursue giving. I'm going to practice giving. Why? The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. But, but, but if I'm just playing around, I'm going to talk about how I love to give. But every time I have the opportunity to give, I ain't going to give. And not give abundantly because if you want much, you have to give much. What? we pursue and practice is evidence of what we are seeking. Are you with me on tonight? I also want you to understand when it comes to what we seek, 
whether it be good or evil, there's going to be a reward. It does not matter. If you choose to seek evil, you're going to get a reward. If you choose to seek good, you're going to get a reward. Everybody going to get something. It's just somebody's reward going to be better than the other. And this is important, young people, because you're going to come in contact with folk at your school that may seek something that you don't seek. You're going to come in contact with folk on your football team that may seek something that looks better than what God wants you to seek. You're going to meet some beautiful women in this life, but you got to look beyond the beauty. And you got to see, what is this girl seeking after? Because if I connect with her, I'm going to take on some of her same traits. We have to be careful about what we seek and who we hang around because what they seek can affect us. That's why Paul said this, young people, listen, evil company corrupts good habits. You can be seeking good, but if you keep hanging around folk that seek evil, it's going to affect you. I don't, I don't care how anointed you are, it's going to affect you. I don't care how many church services you go to in a row, it's going to affect you. Eve didn't know no sin. She didn't know what sin was, but when she got to hanging around the serpent, it affected her. You have to watch who you hang with. Look at somebody say, you got to watch who you hang with. When them thug boys be talking about they want a good church girl, you say, well, look, that's what you want, but I ain't messing with no thug boy, because if I get them hanging around a thug boy as a good church girl, ain't going to be no good church girl too much longer. Woo, couldn't get no help from the young ones that like them roughnecks. Look at somebody and say, you better be careful. Yeah. Even when some of your young adults get to the age and to the point to where you start falling in love, I'm looking at some. I'm considering this may be the one. I may let them put a ring on it. (laughs) You better be careful. You better look and make sure you can see what they are seeking. Are you with me on tonight? So let's look at the two choices that we have. First, we're going to deal with the evil. We can choose to seek evil. Your eight-year-old daughter can choose to seek evil. Your 11-year-old son, even though he spent a lot of time playing video games, can still seek evil. You got a family share plan, and you done gave your child their own smartphone. And when you're not around, they have to make a choice whether they're going to seek evil or not. Evil can be in HD color, 4K, 3D glasses. Evil looks good. Evil is pleasurable. Has anybody ever tasted the fruit of evil in here? 
Y'all act like y'all ain't never been or touched no evil in here. Lord, you got to help me. You got to help me. I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses in here, Lord. They're acting like they don't know what I'm talking about, Lord. But you told me don't look at their faces. Somebody in here know what I'm talking about. I said, somebody in here know exactly what I'm talking about. You can be minding your own business on your own phone and get a text from an area code you don't know. And they say, you know, I'm 24 years old. And if you click this link, I can meet you. And you'd be like, I wonder what's on the other side of this link right here. Let me tell you, evil. (laughs) Evil in the text has to do with that which disagrees with the will of God. That which disagrees with the written and the revealed word of God. You know what's amazing about evil? You got older saints that act like evil can't affect them. They'll they'll hear messages like this and say, well, I'm married, I'm straight. You can have evil thoughts. You can have evil talk and evil walk. Boy, that sounded good. Look at somebody and say, you can have evil thoughts. And you can be in church, but your mind on something evil. You and your spouse right now going through something. You can say some evil things to your spouse and be knowing you was wrong. But won't even get it right. What do you call that? Evil? (laughs) We have to be careful because evil can mess up our supernatural increase and I ain't got time to mess up no supernatural increase evil can mess up your better and we know better is here and better is what better is come. you can be frustrated in your trial but be talking evil and messing up your own blessing Let's look at what the Bible says about evil. Let's go to Proverbs 10. Y'all with me? I'm trying to paint a picture. Am I painting right? Okay, let's go to Proverbs 10. Let's look at what the Bible say about evil. Because we don't want to choose to seek out what? Evil. Even if it's your sister or brother, you don't go along with them. Even if it's your spouse, you sleep in the same bed. But you don't agree with them. Ain't that what we learned from Job? Wife came home talking evil. Talking sinful. He said, man, you've been hanging around these foolish women. She wanted him to curse God and what? And die. His own spot. The folk closest to you can try to get you to go along with their evil. I ain't going along with nobody. Notice Proverbs 10. I wish I had somebody say, he right. All right, let's look at Proverbs 10. I need all the young folk, 65 and under, to help me read this. Proverbs 10 and 23. To do evil is like what? Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's in English. Y'all got the English translation. Y'all ain't got no foreign translation, do you? Let's try it again. To do evil is like 
to a anybody that enjoys doing or choosing to seek evil, you need to know they are a that's a fool. That's a fool right there. Man, it's fun. Folk that do evil will call evil fun. Man, we ain't doing nothing but having fun. That is a that's a fool right there. Everybody going, well, what y'all going to be doing? I mean, we just going to be, you know what I'm saying, just doing a little something, something. So you want to go hang out with a whole bunch of fools. To do evil is like sport to a, that's tough, but that's a good verse right there. That type verse right there will help you get some act right. I said, that type verse will uh, uh, help you get some act right to where you won't touch what you know you have no business touching. You won't go where you have no business going. You won't fool with folk that are trying to get you to backslide. You'd be like, you ain't, you, you, I call you a friend, but you really a fool. If somebody call themselves a friend, but they want you to do evil, according to this verse, that is a that's a fool. And the Bible teaches young folk that the companion or the friend of a fool can get you killed. So we have to be careful. We don't need to play with evil. Look at somebody say, don't play with sin. Don't play with the written and the revealed word. When your pastor or youth leader teaches you something on what you should not do, don't you play with that. Take heed to it. Let's go to the second verse. Y'all still with me? All right. Proverbs 4. Lord of mercy. Got a quiet audience. Y'all listening? Okay. Proverbs 4. And notice, if you will, verse, verse 14. This is a strong text. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil the indication is that there are people in your life that will try to persuade you to do wrong and he says don't you go down that way don't you go down that way. You know they they, they they trying to lead you down a path to do something you have no business doing. Don't go down that path. Don't go down that path. And he says the wicked. A person that knows what they're doing is wrong. The Lord is talking to somebody in here. You don't give anybody that much power in your life. I don't care who it is, but they, they are a nice person. They respectable. But if what they are trying to get you to do is wrong, you don't go down the way that they're trying to lead you. Mama teaching you one thing, daddy teaching you one thing, but your friends trying to get you to go down another path. You're going to have to make a, a choice. Come on in here, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had been trained up in the way they should go, and they got in a predicament where they had to make a choice. 
Either they were going to bow down to the evil that was going on in that day and time, or they was going to take a stand for their God. And we thank God that they took a stand, but that was just not for them. But it's somebody here tonight. You need to take a stand. You need to take a stand and just do the right thing, even though it's challenging. See, it ain't doing nothing but hurting your flesh. But see, if you're going to follow Jesus, if you're going to seek after Jesus, you're going to have to deny yourself. Being a Christian is not doing what you want to do. And see, there comes a time when you step into leadership, you're going to have to up your level of discipline. If you step into being a minister, you're going to have to up your level of discipline. When you step into getting engaged or married, you're going to have to up your level of discipline. Them days of having girlfriend, boyfriend, and you talking about being engaged, that need to be out the door. It's time for you to take a stand. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you got to take a stand. It seems like God don't want me to have no fun. No, God don't want you to have death, but it's your choice. Because the wages of evil or the wages of sin is death. Are you willing to give up your anointing for the way that evil wants you to go? You done prayed all these years. You've been giving and tithing. You willing to give all that up? Have you not learned from Samson? He didn't take a stand. He went down the way of evil with Delilah and it cost him. It cost him his eyes, letting us know it cost him something physical. See, you can lose something physical. You can lose something important if you go down the way of evil. The Bible says that Delilah just kept pressing him. She just kept pressing him every day until he just finally broke down. You don't need to break down. That's why God gave somebody in here the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is power for you to be a witness. You don't have to break down. You got a choice. Just take a stand. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can do this thing. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It ain't doing nothing but breaking your ego. But if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will lift you up or exalt you in due time. Your limited eyesight can only see the suffering that's before you for doing what's right. But the Bible teaches if we suffer with him that we will reign with him. And see, that's what God wants for a young man. That's what God wants for a young woman. He wants you to reign. He wants you to be blessed. But you're going to have to suffer. You're going to have to tell evil I ain't going down that way. And if evil is attached to your cousin, if it's attached to your friend, your boo or your bae, see them by. Let God raise somebody up better for you because I'm not going down that way of evil. Look at somebody say, don't go down that way. Don't you go down that way. It's your choice. It looks good. It looks prosperous. It looks pleasurable. But don't you go down that way. Because when you bite in that fruit, it's something in there that's going to mess you up. Look at somebody and say, don't go down that way. And if you've been going down that way after a word like tonight, you can repent. You can turn around. You can say, Lord, I was headed that way. But thank God for the skinny preacher. I ain't going down that way no more. I see wicked. I see evil. I'm going to stay in the best place and the safest place. I'm going to stay in the will of God. I'm getting happy. I'm getting high on my own supply. Look at somebody and say, don't go that way. 
Listen to me, parents. There's only so much we can do. Our children got to choose it for themselves. You can keep them locked up in the closet, but they got to come out. They got to come out the closet. They got to come out. And they got to make their own choice. Let them choose. Am I talking right? Woo! That's some good teaching and preaching. Proverbs 8, 13. You got to let them loose. Isn't that what we learned from what we call the prodigal son? The father said, well, the boy done got to of age. He got to make his own choice. He got to make his own choice. And the boy chose to go down the path of evil. But it was his what? It was his choice. And he suffered loss. But evil has a way of getting a hope to you to cause you to see that God's will is better than evil. Good God Almighty. All that mess got a hold to that boy. He's came to himself, the Bible said. He lifted up his eyes. He said, I got to go back to my father's house. Here I am out here eating with the pigs, out here muddling with the sow. I got to go back to my father's house. And see, there may be somebody in here tonight. You may have made a wrong choice, but there's a God we serve named Jesus that's full of grace and full of truth. He'll take you back. He'll bring you back. We sung it tonight. He'll restore you, but it's your it's your choice. Oh Lord, I got to move on. Notice, if you will, Proverbs eight thirteen. Proverbs eight thirteen. Good God, the fear of the Lord is to hate what? The fear of the Lord is to hate what? Y'all ain't reading it right. I'm up here teaching hard. Come on, read it hard. The fear of the Lord is to. There you go. That's what's going to cause a young person to mature. You have to look at evil in totality. Part of evil is fun and pleasurable. But another part of it will kill us because the wages of sin is death. And so when a person starts looking at evil and they leave it alone, that's a sign that they fear, fear God. I've had opportunities to do things that my family wouldn't know about. But I fear God. I know God will kill me. I, I, I respect him. I know him that much. I, I know he's in control. You say, God will kill you? Yes. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah that he is in control of all flesh. And so there's some things we could do in the dark. I said, there's some things we could do in the dark. But when you fear God, you'll hate evil. You'll just be to the arms like, man, that would be nice, but <laughs> that'll mess me up right there. Look how embarrassed I would be. Look how many people I would let down. Lord, I fear you. I respect you. Help me <laughs> not to do what I want to do. Isn't that what Paul said? He said, I want to do what I shouldn't do. He said, who's going to deliver me? See, you're going to always have this battle, whether you're a child or an adult. You're going to always have this battle. Don't ever think you can get enough Holy Spirit where you won't have that battle. You can get some more. You can drip, drip with the Holy Spirit. But you still going to have that battle with evil. Yeah? Y'all still with me? But remember, we got to fear God. That's the only reason I don't cuss. I fear God. 
Yeah. There's just a lot of things I don't do like I used to do because I fear the Lord. And as you grow, you need to grow in your reverence, your reverence for God. And the text says that when a person seeks after evil, they're going to find trouble. In all three of these verses I done went over, we've seen trouble. Am I right? Who wants trouble? Who wants to wake up in the morning? Trouble is here and trouble is coming. Who wants some of that? <laughs> and we're going to have trouble just because we're righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them. But I don't want no unnecessary trouble. That's it, unnecessary, because I chose to seek evil. Talking wrong, trouble, Baker. Got to watch how you talk. How many do not want to seek evil after what I've talked thus far by show of hands? Okay. What we need to choose to seek as young people and adults is good. What we need to choose to seek Not just when we come to church, not just when we come to Sunday school, but every day we need to choose to seek good. And notice the text. When it comes to seeking good, we have to be earnest. We have to be diligent. We have to be about the Father's business. I have to be diligent. You're young, you come into church, and most churches, you know, folk be okay with you being young and going to sleep. But see, when you are earnestly seeking good, you're going to stay up. And then you're going to go from staying up to paying attention. And then you're going to go from paying attention to receiving knowledge and understanding. And grandmama may be able to get in the car and be like, what pastor talk about? And instead of you just saying Jesus, (laughs) you'll be able to give at least one thing from the message. Why? You are earnestly seeking good. Now, now if you can go and see uh, uh, the Avengers, the end game, and sit in there for three hours... And you can tell about every superhero. You can talk about every fight and all of that. But you can't sit in a 45-minute service and give one thing. You're not earnestly seeking good. If you can get excited about, ooh, Dora coming out, Dora, Dora, backpack, backpack, you can get excited about that. But don't get excited as a child about coming To hear God's word, that's a sign you're not earnestly seeking good. We shouldn't just get excited about our kids playing sports. We should be excited about them being active in ministry as well, if not more. Why? We're earnestly seeking good. Good in the text has to do with that which is associated with God. Remember in the New Testament, somebody came up to Jesus and said, hey, good teacher. 
And Jesus responded and said, hey, there is none that is good but but God. So when you talk about good in scripture, it is related to God. And again, this is a proverb. So when a person earnestly seeks God, they're going to find favor. Even as a child, teenager, young adult, or an adult, when we earnestly seek God, we're going to find favor. Good God Almighty. Got to keep him first. I got to seek my God first. Because if I seek him first in his righteousness, everything I need is going to be added to me. What do you call that? Favor. Earnestly seeking God causes us as young people and adults to find favor, blessings, increase. Something I wish y'all would get more excited about. Look at somebody and say, increase the blessings of the Lord. Yes. Breaking it on down, favor in the text is amazing. It has to do with something delightful. When a person seeks good or seeks God, he's going to make sure they're happy. Because you're seeking him, he's going to make sure he do for you exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think. And if he do more than what we ask or think, who in here going to be happy? Yeah. Lord, I really need $50. Lord, I really need $50. You seeking him. Lord, I'm giving. I'm tithing. I'm praying. I need $50. Then he give you $100. you are going to be happy. That's how God do. Heal me, Lord. Heal me, Lord. Then he heal you. Then he turn around and somebody bring you a plate to the house. Lord, would you be happy? You done got healed and you ain't got to cook. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> when we see God, he going to do some things delightful for us. And see what the Lord been telling us at Carrollton that the Holy Spirit telling me to go ahead and talk about now. We need to get ready for God to do some big things. For those that are seeking him, for those that are keeping him first, woo, God getting ready to show his favor. And one thing about favor, good God Almighty, you, you don't know just how it's going to manifest. You know it's coming, but you just don't know how it's going to manifest. I want the favor. What about you? Any young folk or or adults in here want the favor of God? Two things about favor and then we done. Psalm 5. Lord have mercy. Psalm 5. Good God Almighty. Psalm 5 and verse, I believe I want to look at verse number 12. Notice, we're looking at favor now because we're seeking God or seeking good, right? 5 and 12 of Psalm. For you, O Lord, look at the promise, will bless the righteous. The righteous are just folk. Folk that adhere to the written and the revealed word of God. Notice what he says in the last part. He's going to bless them with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Favor surrounds us as a 
shield. That means when negative or bad things try to come, like darts and take us out, it can't take us out because favor has got us. Woo, it may hurt us, but it ain't going to keep us from receiving the blessings of God because favor is all around. If we go to Rootville on tomorrow, it's a blessing now. You know why? The favor of the Lord is with the righteous. If you got to go to work at four in the morning, you need to expect a four o'clock in the morning blessing. You know why? Because favor is with the righteous. Do y'all understand? If you got to go to Bay Springs tomorrow, if you got to go to Villarica tomorrow and you are righteous or someone that seeks God, it's some favor there for you. I said it's some favor there for you. And his favor, his mercy is new every day. God got some blessings that, that he don't have to wait till payday to give us. God got some Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday favor. The question is, do you want that type favor? It will surround us. That means no matter where we go, what we get into, if we're seeking good, we're going to find favor. When you go to the car lot, you're going to find faith. If you got to go to detention, you better expect some faith. If you got to get on punishment, it may be some favor. How many know God will even bless you in your trial? I better read it again. For you, O oh Lord, will bless the righteous. Somebody need to start saying that. Lord, you're going to bless me. You're going to bless me with favor today. They said they weren't going to let nobody off, but you're going to let me off. You're going to give me favor. You're going to give me favor, God. I'm righteous. Oh, the doctor gave me a negative report, but I got favor. I got favor, Lord. My child got needs and I done spent up the check. Lord, you're going to give me some favor. They talking about all these fees for football, track, band. Lord, you're going to have to help a sister out. Lord, I need some favor. And you got a right, according to this verse, to expect it because he will bless the righteous with favor. He'll surround us with favor. Are you getting it in your spirit if it ain't already there? Look at somebody and say, he's blessing us. With favor, if we seek good. Now notice Luke 2, our last verse, and we done. Unless the Lord give me some more. We're going to go to Luke 2. And again, we're talking about favor because that's what's going to happen when we seek good. Luke 2 and 52. What verse are we going to? There we go. Lord have mercy. Look at who we need to expect favor from. Now this is talking about Jesus when he was 12 years old. 12 years old. Seeking good. And look what happened to this preteen when he was seeking good. And we know our God show no respect to person, right? If he does for one, he'll do for the other if they meet the criteria, right? All right. Notice, if you will, Luke 2 and 52, it says, And Jesus increased in wisdom. Wisdom has to do with knowledge and understanding. So when you're seeking good, you're going to be receiving from your shepherd or from your youth leader, right? And you're going to be putting it into what? Putting it into action. But then notice what else. It says, Jesus increased in wisdom 
and in stature, he was getting taller, getting bigger, and in favor with God and men. See, as long as you seek good or seek God, your favor should increase. Because the wisdom that you're learning in ministry, it should be changing you. It should be changing you for the better. You shouldn't be like other students. Why? You're getting wisdom. You're getting knowledge and understanding, and you're putting it into action. And so now you're growing in favor where you had a teacher that didn't like you because you're doing what you're being taught at church. God will make your enemy your footstool. And now you got favor with somebody that didn't even like you at one time. Increasing in favor. Where you didn't have a lot of money, but because you practicing what you heard was good at church, giving, living right, and so forth, now you increasing with favor. Folk are loaning you money, even though your credit's shot. Folk giving you things, even though you don't have the means to get it. Folk walking up to you, I heard you needed such and such, and I, and I don't want to sell it to you. I just want to give it to you. What is that? You increasing in favor. Somebody just empty out their whole closet and, and they got some good stuff and they start giving it to you. And you like, Lord, have mercy. This Katy Perry, this coach, this such and such, this such and such. What do you call You increasing in, in favor. God will start putting your face in people's prayer closet. And they'll come to you saying, God told me to do such and such for you. You're increasing in favor. Why? You're seeking good. You're seeking God. And so God is now causing men to give into your bosom. But see, when you don't seek good, that don't happen. That don't happen. That don't happen. But when you seek God or seek good, he'll start dealing with men and you'll have favor with them. Come on and get this right here, Baker. I was going to sell it for such and such, but I'm taking $2,000 off of it, and I want you to have it. Come on, Baker, over here. I, 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 I see you got this desire right here. I'm going to give you $30,000 to help you get it. And I ain't just talking to be talking. I'm telling y'all what has happened to me. Baker, I know you got such a, you got a desire. It's time for you to go to this store because what you want is there. Then God starts speaking to you. Starts speaking to you about your desires. I want you to go such and such because the jewelry you're looking for is there. And I'm going to make sure you get it. I want you to go talk to such and such. She going to make sure you get the money, even though the same officer in the same bank turned you down. You go talk to such and such and you going to get it. Now you're growing in favor with God. And see, that's what God wants to do. When you look in scripture, young people have favor with God and man. The Hebrew boys and Daniel, they had favor with God, but they had to go through the fire and go through a lion's den, then they have favor with man. Because God used those evil men to bless them. And so what God is trying to say tonight to the, to the people here is if we seek him earnestly, you're going to increase in favor. You're going to increase in favor with two people, two groups of people, God 
and man. But it only happens when we don't choose to seek evil, but we choose to seek seek good. How many understand the teaching tonight? Did anybody get a rhema tonight? Amen. Let's give God a hand clap. I'm going to stop right there. You got a choice. Every day, young people, listen to me. Every day you wake up, we have a choice. When it's time to pray, if we pray or don't pray, we're showing God whether we're choosing evil or good. When we obey our parents and show them respect, we're showing God that we're choosing to pursue what? Evil or or good. Obeying your shepherd, you're showing God that you're choosing to seek what? Evil or, or good. Because if you don't do these things, that's evil. But if we do what we need to do, that's seeking good. And remember, there's going to be a reward. There's going to be a reward. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.